the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and then invest conservatively. And we'll be talking about that. We'll talk about uh, the, the markets. Uh, we'll be talking about savings. We're going to be talking about you know, what's happening in the world today, all here on the Max Out Savings Show. We've been doing this for over a decade. And uh, we also have the Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report. It goes out about once a month. And uh, help to, we send it out to help you uh, understand the world today, save money, invest, and build up wealth. So just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Which one of these are mine? I've got like two waters here. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm confused. Okay. Uh, the So anyway, uh, here we are. Uh, and uh, yeah, by the way, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And uh, sign up for the free newsletter. And we, we put, I put a lot of stuff in there to try to help you out to understand the world uh, and all, all types of things. Uh, in, 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 we, we wrote about some of the pollution being done by uh, countries around the world, which I, I thought was pretty interesting because all we hear about is how, how evil the United States of America is. But if you look around the world, the real pollution is being done in uh, in Brazil. We, you know, burning up the rainforest and you know bulldozing them to put in farms, uh, destroying the planet. That's uh, the the Amazon rainforest is the biggest carbon sink in the world, where they got tr- billions and billions of plants and trees converting CO two to to oxygen. It, it, it you know nobody cares about that. Uh, nobody cares about all the pollution coming out of China. Now we're finding out that whales and turtles and fish are being strangled and killed off by plastics that are filling up the seas, 80% of which are basically coming from China, Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, and Brazil. And and, and it's not the United States. Uh, you know, I've actually been at the mouth of the Mississippi River numerous times, and there's no, very little plastic, almost none coming down that river. But if I, I've been to Shanghai and seen the river there and... I tell you what, you I, I, 
my biggest thought was, thank God I don't fall into this river. And so, uh, again, pollution, we, we've written in the Max Out Savings Report about, I, I want to I say, I'll use 17%, it was I give or take a little bit, 17% of the pollution in the air pollution in San Francisco came from Asia, most likely China. You don't hear about those things. All you hear about is CO2 and how the United States is single-handedly destroying the planet. We write things because we want put right things in there that you're not hearing about from the mainstream media and others other sources because quite frankly there's no money involved for them and you know pointing out that someone else is polluting is you know it, it if they write that then somehow china's going to get upset with them and kick them out of china so you don't hear about these type of things we write about that 2007 we wrote about the failures of the investment banks wrote that I felt uh, they were going to fail. Uh, we, we laid out the case. We put the balance sheets in the report, kind of as parts of the balance sheet, and showed you the, the rapid growth of debt and, and that was coming from buying loans. And we felt like it was it was unsustainable and there was going to be a run and one of the investment banks were going to fail. This was very, very controversial at the time. Almost nobody said that. But we did on the Max Out Savings Show. We said it here in the show. I remember distinctly because I was really, I thought I'd be pulled off the air after I said I thought Lehman Brothers was going to fail. And in, in, I, I want to say it was late November of of 2007, uh, almost a year before it happened. And, and I really did not think I'd be allowed back on the air after saying it. But. You know, we, we write we write all of this stuff in here to help you. We 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 write common four hundred one k mistakes. Lots of things in the report. It's a free report. Just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. dot com. What are we seeing now? Uh, we're seeing a lot of interesting things out there. You know, we've been writing about the the uh, for over a year, uh, over a year now. We've been writing about the trade war with China. We wrote. We said the trade war is not a tiff. It's not a dust-up. It's a trade war. This was a year and a half ago. We said this is going to be much tougher than people think. China's a much bigger problem than anybody realizes. And we pointed out the theft of, of technology. <coughs> Tech, the theft of technology and, and also the uh, the uh, problems with the uh, – with the pollution, that's one reason we wrote about the pollution, with, 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 with the uh, human rights issues, and, and, the, and the massive losses of jobs. And we said this is going to be a very tough thing to think. It, it, it's, it's really played out like we thought it was going to play out. This, I won't say exactly. You know, we thought it was going to be very, very tough. The one thing that has surprised me is the deeper we've dug into the China situation, the worse it gets. A lot of times... The deeper you dig, you find out. Well, the problem really isn't that bad. With China, it's it's really pretty severe. And I spent the week talking with people, uh, uh, with a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, who has factories in China, and they're they're looking to move their stuff out of China. Uh, I talked to some other people. Same thing. They they can actually save about twenty five percent just on the cost because China's getting to be a more expensive place. So China's now trying to move up the value curve. So they want to start producing cars and jets and computers and artificial intelligence, uh, 5G and everything else that that goes to the core of the United States competence, which means not only are we going to lose the factories in the Midwest that made the cars and some of the machine parts, but eventually we're going to be losing the jobs in California that are making the semiconductors and in different places like that. And so, you know, and the problem is this is all built on stolen technology. We've talked about this on the show. Uh, you talked about the F-35. There's a copy of it in China. They they basically stole the plans from us and copied it. You know, people forget Boeing. 
I want to say it was, I forget, maybe it was the 777, but one of them almost bankrupt the company in the developmental cost to build the plane. At the time, the market wasn't that good. They were moving ahead with the new plane. And I think it was the 777. I could be wrong on that. And it was a radical. Yeah, and I think in, and so different things are using composites, the thing, very expensive, tremendous billions and billions in developmental cost to build that plane. A Boeing, you know, they thought Boeing could have financial problems. I mean, it turned out everyone liked that your airlines take have taken off huge demand globally and Boeing's doing well. At the time, they weren't sure. Could Boeing's developmental cost of that plane put them in bankruptcy? China doesn't have that. They come over here, steal all the technology that Boeing and everyone else has done. They they steal the manufacturing processes if they can, and then they copy it in China. So they don't have those costs. That's a subsidy. I've I've seen I've seen uh, stuff that is between thirteen and fifteen percent of the cost in China. This is a number of years back. Uh, they, it was uh, a, a was lack of pollution controls, if any form, resulted in a subsidy. To, to the product. So to build the same product with the same labor costs, the same everything cost, costs 15% more in, in the United States because of our pollution control. We have a pretty country with no pollution. There's pollution. I mean, it's one thing after another. And so, so this has turned into a, a, a pretty big dogfight. And on one side, you've got the intellectuals on the East Coast, in particular in New York City and Washington, that say, look, hey, China's a rising power. This is the is the Ludicrous trap where you had Sparta versus Athens, and eventually Athens had to understand that Sparta was going to take over, and there was a war, and so we always have this problem. And China's the rising power, and they're the future. The United States is the past. What a bunch of BS! I mean, honest to God, you know anybody that has ever bet, ever bet against the United States of America has had their head handed to them. Going back to the King of England, I mean, it's just every single time Adolf Hitler, those Americans aren't going to come. They're not going to do anything. Yeah, we anyway, but uh, so every single time it doesn't. And yet here we are. We have these people up in up in New York City, you know, pontificating how how it's you know it's it's China's time in the world. I mean, you know, why is China any different than India? Uh, You know. in, in fairness, I mean, India at least has a rule of law, and they try to play reasonably by the rules versus China that does everything to get ahead. But but my point is, there's nothing that says that China is going to lead the world. They basically, in their mind, have said it and repeated it enough times that, that the, you know, the, that the elite class in this country has bought it. I mean, you know, the, no less than the president of the United States, Barack Obama, said, those jobs are never coming back. You know, and it, it, it it's like it, it's just the Chinese play the Chinese plan for the long term. How do you think we got electricity in this country? I mean, how do you think we got an interstate highway system in this country? I mean, uh, the idea we don't plan in this country for long term is absolutely absurd. Where we've had more problems is we've had too many too many lobbyists in Washington now that are plan that are gumming up our long term planning. And quite frankly, an enormous number of those lobbyists have been doing work of, of the Chinese or companies that United States multinationals that want to do business in China have been lobbying heavily for China and not defended the American people, the working people in this country, uh and, and they've not defended them. And, and so that is where we have 
lagged on our planning. If we'd have been doing long-term planning like we should have, we should have been stopping China from stealing our technology, which Donald Trump is doing. We need to start having rules in place that, look, for our key technology, it's going to have to be made in the United States. China can't be trusted because in the minute of a war, they could shut that technology out or sabotage it remotely. That's long-term planning, and and we have to start talking about these issues. Key, I saw a thing the other day, 80% of the medicines coming in the United States are coming from China. Well, if we get into a war with China, where are we expecting to get all these medications? Now, a lot of them is are the, uh, what do you call it, the generic medications. But again, we're having to deal with very tough issues. We're going to have to sit there and get tough. And, and to listen to people go, uh-oh, this could have a cost. This could slow down the U.S. economy. We shouldn't do it. Like, we shouldn't plan for our future. Like, we shouldn't protect our working people in this country. Like, we shouldn't protect our national security in this country. Like, we shouldn't protect our, our technology because somehow that might upset the markets or something else. Uh, you know, if we had to use this philosophy, we would never, the English would be speaking German. You know, it's just, it's utterly, I mean, the vacuousness of, of the elite class up on the East Coast has been utterly astonishing. I mean, you know, they have attacked. Anyone that's going after to try to stop China, basically to protect their their own special interest groups. And by the way, when I say working people, you have to understand, we're not talking just about the person on the assembly line. We're talking about teachers. We're talking about doctors. We're talking about engineers. We're talking about businessmen, small businessmen, medium-sized businessmen in this country. We're talking about the vast majority of the people in the United States. We have a very small group of people at the top that have really been the ones profiting from China. So this is something we're watching. So this is a very tough issue. And this is, you know, this is why we, the tariffs are going in place, I guess, today, June 1st. I think June 1st. Ryan, is that right? Are you keeping track of the? You were supposed to be keeping track of the tariffs for me. No, I no. have not been keeping track. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, anyway, the tariffs are going on. It, look, uh, China is now threatening uh, some U.S. companies over there. And uh, one of the more interesting things is they really don't have that much they can. They've done. They've been so efficient of keeping American companies out of there, with the exception of a few th- players like Boeing and a few other ones. There's really not much they can tear off or do things to. They're, you know, they really. They've done a remarkable job of keeping U.S. companies out of there. And and, and so tough talk from the president. And uh, by the way, I don't think you're going to I don't think you're going to get a trade deal. done. I, I think you've got to have the stock market have a substantial sell. Not it's not really what people think. Uh, it, it's not the idea that, oh, the, the market sells off. Donald Trump's going to come crawling back to the table. If the market has a sell off, it gives the chance the Chinese kind of a face saving way to go aha the United States is suffering they have to come back to talk of us as we predicted it's not quite what everybody thinks but I do think that's why we've been so cautious in this market in here is I think you're going to have to see some of that stuff happen really 
had the same thing with the Mexican tariffs, 5% Mexican tariffs, which is pretty reasonable. I mean, the idea that our, one of our biggest trading partners right next door to us it will not do anything to help us police the borders is just astonishing. I mean, if they're not going to be a friend, then we shouldn't be allowing them to do the type of trade we are. So anyway, we'll be right back. Look, these are having a big effects in the market. Market was down pretty big this week. These are some of the reasons why we'll be right back after we talk and talk about this right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. By the way, this is a live show on Saturdays. If you can give us a call here in Houston, Texas at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'd be happy to get your questions answered. Uh, anyway, some more talk about, again, tough times with the trade war with China. It's something we're going to have to go through. Uh, it, it is going to affect corporate earnings, and that's, that's pushing the markets down. Uh, the, the big surprise uh, Friday was that uh, President Trump came on and put the 5% tariff 
uh, on cr- products crossing the border. I, I think this is, look, we've been trying and trying to get Mexico to come to the table. There's a couple ways they can do it. They can, they can police their southern border to stop these caravans coming across. And by the way, people don't realize these are highly organized. They're, they're, there's there's groups, immigrate, pro-immigration groups are organizing these things to try to flood the United States with immigrants. And it's got to be stopped. It's not that hard to sit there and police the border on the southern border. They get tough on the northern border. We're willing to help them. But the, but look, that we can't sit by and let, let them flood the country with immigrants when we're doing everything we can to help out Mexico. And by the way... We could easily put a tax on the money coming being sent back every day into Mexico by Mexicans working in the United States, but we didn't do that. So this is a pretty fair way. Hopefully the Mexicans are going to come to the table, meet with President Trump, and we're going to get a solution. But we've got to do something about our, our out-of-control borders. Tell you what, let's take a call from Randy. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Good, Ted. How are you? Doing well. Well, good. I, no, I'm going to listen to what you're saying about trade, and uh, I'm sorry this is going to be your last day on, on the radio. This is going to be kind of Lehman Brothers redo. You know? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just teasing you. No, I've, I've been saying all along, I, I'm glad we've got a businessman in the White House. I'm with President Trumpy all the way, yeah. and uh, I think I think we, what we need to do is go ahead and expand our horizons. Any, any company or any country that uh, is not, you know, trading and, and and taking advantage of our companies, we need to go ahead and crack down on them in some way. And uh, uh, and I've been looking at the, at the at the charts now. Back, remember last November, December, when the, when the market you know, fell out of the bottom and and then and spiked back up at the end of December. You know what? What was that trade that caused that? I can't remember. Okay, that was wait. What? The, repeat that question. Again. Yeah, la, la, yeah. La, la, last November and end yeah. of December when we had the big market fall. Didn't didn't the trade situation cause that cause that also? Yeah, I think it did. And then I think the whole thing just kind of fed. Uh, keep in mind there was also it was the big thing there was also the interest rates with the Federal Reserve that. They they were counting on three more increases, two or three more increases this year, and the market really got spooked. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect storm. I, yeah. I think what we're talking about now is that the market's factored in one rate increase, and now it looks like they're looking at maybe two. Well, I, you know, I, no, no, I think that I think right now the market's is is expecting. Uh, well, yeah, maybe one. I think they're leaning toward maybe they're about to cut. I mean, I think they're getting pretty close to thinking they're going to cut. Yeah. What I was thinking is, uh, now that we we haven't really gone into the free fall panic mode yet, like no. we did last December, uh, do you think that's coming up in the next few weeks, or do you have any any feeling? Well, look, I I think this thing's going to look. If, if you look at the markets, it, it, they've all broken underneath the the two hundred day moving average this week. I mean, Friday was really the last straw for the Nasdaq and the in the S&P 500, which were the big holdouts. They were trading right between the 100-day and the 200, and really that just triggered sell signals. If you look at the NYSE, which is a broader uh, market gauge that doesn't give so much weighting to the big-cap companies, that didn't make a new high uh, recently uh, in the last move up. It made a a lower high, and it it broke down well before this. And and so to me, the market's looking like it's breaking down. I, I think there's an enormous number of negatives pushing, not just China. I, I think what China's really done, Randy, is everybody is so fixated on China, they've not paid attention to the global slowdown. They've not paid attention to the problems in the tech sector. They've not paid attention to rising wages and, and, and really a slowdown in corporate earnings to some extent. And, and so 
it, it, it sort of depends. How, having said, look, I would say for sure the market's going to sell off. But look, this market has a weird way of, of making you think, hey, this is it. And then it turns up Monday morning when Trump or somebody or the Chinese say something positive and then it jumps right, up. Right. You kind of lease it. Well, that, what I like to do when the market breaks out and makes a new high, all the stocks I own, I usually start dumping them. And when the market goes into a free fall like this in last December, and I, I like to see that because eventually it's, you know, it's going to hit bottom, and that's going to be a good buying opportunity. Well, that's what we like. I mean, we were pretty fortunate. We got some stuff in at the end of the year, and that, that's kind of what we we really, we've sort of like problems because it gives lets us buy things very cheaply since we're such value players. Uh, look, I mean, a, a couple thoughts. the The bond market is telegraphing of a slowing economy. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the rates were down about 7% on the 10-year. Uh, now, keep in mind, that's like uh, the, the 10-year's only at, I think it's a 2.2 right now or something like that. Uh, so it wasn't a huge drop, but it, the, the rates are really dropping. The long bond rates are dropping. Uh, that, that's telegraphing a problem. Uh, gold spiked up in the last two days, which yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw it came up about twenty five dollars from around with twelve seventy five, a little over thirteen hundred, thirteen oh eight, something like that. Yeah, and I tell you, something that's changed is, is over the last I don't know ten years or so, when the market sold off, gold tend to sell off. That's not happening in the last couple of declines. You know, it didn't happen at the end of the year as much, and it didn't happen now. I. I I, I think the next crisis, you're going to really see gold and silver take off. Uh, I, I think we are going to have some pretty severe currency problems out there. It's taken longer than I thought, but I think that's what you're going to see. Yeah, but the, the dollar's still fairly strong, which is kind of good for you know, emerging market stuff. And uh, I, uh, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to invest in anything like that because I'm retired. I don't want to take that much risk. But I've, I've been kind of looking at the overall picture. And, uh, yeah, I think we're getting into a little global slowdown to the trade situation. But hopefully they'll resolve it in the next three or six months, and we'll be back in gear. Yeah. i, I tell you something interesting, Randy, is uh, – I, there's been a number of stories, and the New York Times ran one on how there was no chance to beat Donald Trump because uh, the economy was so good, and they they talked to three different pollsters, and one of the pollsters used twenty different, looked at twenty different analysis, and and Trump was going to win in every case because of the economy. Uh, it kind of worries me because I think, uh oh, these people are pretty convinced the economy is starting to turn down, and they're floating all these stories, so when it goes down, they can pop up with all the stories how Trump is, has no chance to win because the economy slowed so. Well, his, his approval rating seems to be creasing with uh, with the you know, the good effects on the economy. I think people are you know kind of taking advantage of it if they see their paychecks increasing or they're you know beginning to have one at all. I like to see unemployment going lower and lower. Yeah. And w- wages haven't really taken off. So I'm, I'm looking at, like I said, the Federal Reserve has still got a two and a quarter funds rate three discount rate and uh but the main the the big dip in the yield curve is in the three to five year range and it seems to me that's that's kind of a flight to quality there yeah now, whether that's the whether that's saying that we're all going into a big recession or not i'm talking about people overseas or in this country anywhere else they think we're going the economy's going to roll over but I don't know. I haven't really seen any any indication of that. If we stay around the three percent GDP, I don't see there's anything to complain about. Well, look, that, that that's a big conundrum. People are going, "What's going on with the Treasury market?" And uh, yeah, I think people are trying to anticipate a problem. And, and, and here's the other thing that's behind that a little bit too is Randy is 
we really think there's a big problem in the corporate bond market. If you, if you look at, at the ratios, they're very high. You listen to Gunlock, he actually made the comment, if you just looked at it on a leverage basis, there's an enormous amount of that debt would be junk. This is investment grade. And if you, if you listen to, it's not just us. I mean, the, the IMF, uh, Bank of International Settlements, and even the Fed, if you listen, to, they, they, they went through and they said, what are the problems here? You know, is there a problem in the real estate? No, we don't think so. What about emerging markets? We don't. When it got to corporate debt, that's where they had some questions in, and, and, and so there's a, there, right now for our clients we have a lot of treasuries we have very little corporate debt now that might change if there's a big sell-off in the sector but so I, I think that could also maybe be what's happening and that could be giving off some false signals there's not quite that demand for safety that everybody thinks but people are just they're really worried about the corporate market so they're moving to the safety well, of in, the treasuries yeah. if that makes well, any in, sense yeah in, in, in about the last six months all all bond prices corporates at the top munis treasuries everything has has been at a definite uptrend it's gone up from about between five and seven percent on on the prices, so that's why that the yields are low. And I just, but I think that companies like, see, I got some GE bonds, and yeah, they got pretty big debt, maybe a hundred billion, but they're trying to yeah. trim that down, and they're selling off parts of the company. They're doing whatever they can, so the bond prices for the GE have, have stayed up around par, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of of, of GE, Randy. I, 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 we, now I've been this way for a long time. I just don't like their debt structure, and nobody. It's hard. They're, they're trying to clean it up, but for years you couldn't even make any sense of it. So well, be a little it, careful it, with it, that. Yeah, I don't care about the stock. It's down around nine dollars. But as, as long as the bonds will hold in there for a couple more years, and uh, I'm gonna, I, I don't mind holding those. But uh, yeah, like I said, when I'm looking at the bond screener now, I'm looking for anything that that's A rated. It, at least, at least single A. Any any A's like that? Yeah, see that, that and, the, the big problem. Go go ahead. I want to hear what you're doing here. And and what, once I'm doing that, the the A rated, then I'm also looking for a short term two and three year maturities. Yeah, that's look. I I think that get, where people are more spooked than anything else is that is that uh, uh, B double A area just underneath the A. And, and you, right. because they really, I, I think you're going to have a real problem in the corporate bond market. But it, good call. Thanks, Randy. All right. Thanks, Ted. Bye bye. Uh, if you got a question or comment, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Look, I mean that's we're right now. Uh, we're in a lot of treasuries. We think there's some problems coming up, uh, in in and we 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 think there's real problems in the corporate bond market. If you look at the the corporate leverage ratios, they're extreme. They're higher than they were in. 1999. They're also higher than they were in 2007 and 2008. And and what concerns us is a lot of this debt is being used to take on, to buy back uh, co- corporate stock. Uh, you know, so far the corporations have spent about $270 billion since about March, May 1st, which, which, which your run rate over a half a trillion dollars in stock buyback programs. And so it's not like these corporations are taking their cash and putting a new factory in, put increasing R and D. And instead, what they're doing is they're buying back stock. And the stock market is is you know valuations are very high, and you know they're not they're not at nineteen ninety nine levels, but they're very high. But margins are near record high too, which means these companies are probably over earning. And so on a on a 
if you look at like a Schiller basis or something else, they're pretty darn high, which you average them out over the long term. And so they're buying back stock right at the top. And and this is a real concern. And I really think one of the things that happened at the first of the year was I, I think a lot of companies, the market was was in free fall near year end, and these board of directors met, and they all increased their stock buyback programs, and the market turned up, and, 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 and you got just massive wall of stock buyback money coming in, which could have been a blow-off top in this whole bull market. I mean, that remains to be seen. But, but I mean, this is why, you know, you want to be careful with companies just loading up on debt to buy back their stock. I mean, hey, if it works, it works good. When it doesn't work, it can blow the company up. And there's some really smart people out there that are really pointing out these issues. And we've, you know, this is something we, uh, we've, we've looked around and trying to see where can problems come in. And really the, the bigger one out there is, is, is really the corporate debt market. And, and so we view it as an opportunity because somewhere in here, these things are going to start imploding and that'll give us some opportunities. But for now we like the treasury sector, which has done very well, shorter term. Um, but, uh, you know, the market this week was off. If you look at it, the Dow was off about 3%. S&P was off 26 uh, The NASDAQ was down about 2, 2.4%. Look, I mean, the markets clearly appear to be breaking down. And another concern we have out there is really, I really think we're in some type of tech bubble. We've been discussing this for a while. Uh, if you look at it, it's becoming clearer and clearer to us. Uh, a couple a couple things happened. Uh the we talked about the Uber deal in the last max out savings report, and, and what this was was the Uber came out, brought it public, it sold off to a level that was ba- basically down where it was, where people were investing in the private, the private equity guys are investing two years beforehand, and we pointed out that look. If you're investing in private equity in one of the best tech companies out there, and then you get one of the hottest tech markets since 1999, and you don't make any money, that's the sign that that you've overpaid, and there's too much. There's there is a bubble in private tech in the in the private equity w- world as well there, and so it's it's a real warning sign to, to to the whole sector, and there's not the demand for tech stocks that people think. The the other thing is is this trade war is really starting is going to weigh on the tech companies because a lot of them are doing business in China and, and, and the Chinese and the Americans are now realizing they all have to have their own technologies to to somewhat protect themselves in case some type of war or something breaks out between the two, which is a lot of companies do business in China or or, or with Chinese products and so the, again additional pressure. Uh, on the market, I think the valuations are up there, and and the other thing that's happened is you know the cryptocurrency bubble burst, and what people didn't realize is when 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 the cryptocurrencies were booming, the, the, there's something called mining in the cryptocurrencies, which means these are the people that run the blockchains. So when you buy a, buy some Bitcoin. The blockchain is remo- is 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 rejiggered to to show that your ownership in the chain, and so but that uses massive 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 amounts of computer power. It, it might have been at the at the height of this whole thing, they might have been the biggest user of computer power in the world, and it, massive amounts of electricity. So that required huge huge amounts of servers, huge amounts of semiconductors to power all this stuff. And then since that stuff has gone down, it's tougher to make money at that, and the demand for those. Products Products have gone down, so you've got a lot of stuff coming up here, and and so we got one more thing we want to talk about too, which is antitrust and privacy as well. We're going to get that on the next break. 
uh, right after this quick break. And if you got any questions or comments, you can get in at 713-339-1070 here in the Maxo Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back. Oh, we don't get Hayes Carl coming in. We got the other one. So, okay, here we go. Uh, the a couple things we want. We're just talking about the tech bubble, and and what our thinking is 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 this tech bubble really starting to slow down? It, it and I, I think it is. There's a big story today in the Wall Street Journal about the Justice Department is preparing antitrust investigation for Google, and a, a couple thoughts on this. Uh, it's interesting. I was actually uh, I spent a week with their one of the top antitrust people for one of the the big tech companies uh, uh, 
year or so back, you know, and, we, and so we talked about this a little bit when we were together. And in in one of the, uh, they they really don't these companies don't really think they're engaged in antitrust. I mean, they think they're doing the right thing, and you know, they've got some pretty good arguments. But I think as they've gotten more and more powerful, it it is it, it's becoming it, it's becoming more difficult. And and I think there's 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 a couple th- things with this. I, th- I think it's I think it's antitrust and privacy. And I think it's important for us to, to take a look at this, particularly Donald Trump and the Republicans, because, look, what, what the, one of the biggest things out there and the biggest trends in politics is really in the, the surprise is, is the is socialism is the socialist and, and the hard left Democrats are really making they're making a lot of progress. I mean, they're, they're getting a lot of particularly young people on board. And, and so what we have to do is. We can't just say, hey, well, look, we're for the free market. And then these people go, well, look, well, the free market seems to just steamroll everybody and and uh, you're getting wealth disparity and everything else into the sun. We have to go, oh, no, yes, we support the free market, but it has to be a fair free market. And we're concerned about the fairness, too. So we're looking into it as well. We're going to get tough on privacy. We're going to get tough on antitrust and things like that because we have to defend the free, the free market system. It, it, it can't be kind of crony capitalism, free market system, because then people go, well, what good is it? We don't want it. We want socialism. So we have to convince we have to remind people that, look, the free market system is the fairest system, but it has to be fair for everybody. And one way you can do that and, is, and, and, and fight off the socialists to some extent is by saying, look, we're getting tough with uh, antitrust. If a company has too much market share and is, is, is bullying everyone else and running everyone else on the market and moving prices up, we're going to take a look at it. And I, and I think you're going to see more. Free more antitrust type of things out there. This in this case, it's it's Google. Uh, that there's a couple sides to this. They want to be careful that they don't give. In in the world today, in technology, you need to have some size. You have to have size and scale. If we break up all these companies too much, the Chinese companies are going to dominate. This is also about AI. It's about big data, and it's about controlling the future. And so we've got to make sure our, our U.S. companies, are your your Googles, uh, your, your uh, you know, I don't even want to use the word Facebook. I mean, I think Facebook really is, but Amazons and companies like that, you, you want to have them big enough that they can compete in AI and self-driving cars and everything else in the future. So we want to make sure we have that that can compete against the Chinese, but we also want to make sure we have a level playing field. And so this is what they're looking at. And and one of the the, the one I think I think they're going to have to get tougher and tougher on is really going to be the privacy and the antitrust. And so all of these companies are going to be under a lot of pressure to look at that. I mean, the idea there's a story today, I think it's in the journal, how uh, Amazon is getting uh, Alexa put in every single place. Uh if you have a company that's listening to what you're saying and then starts putting ads in, well, pretty soon they'll be able to sell all your information and what you're doing to other people. Well, eventually they could do it to a competitor of yours. If you're running a company or you have some, you're doing something, then your competitors might know what you're wanting to do, might know what you're talking about, even if it's basic stuff that gives them an edge. And I don't see how we would have never allowed AT&T to listen into everybody's phone conversations to, to put to tell advertisers what they should sell to those people. I don't know why we're allowing it with Amazon and Google and 
and uh, you know the phone companies, the cell phone companies, the computer companies across the board. I, I I think there has to be a fundamental right of privacy, just as there's a fundamental right for free speech. There's a fundamental right for uh, freedom to do what you want. A person ought to have his privacy. There, there there's no right in this country that tech companies should have the be able to look at what everybody's saying, what everybody's reading and writing out there uh, and, and to know their thoughts. Because if you can see what people are talking about, if you can see what they're writing, you're going to know what they're thinking. And that's a very dangerous thing. And, and so this, so I think it, this is another th- area of pressure that's going to ha- come on top of the tech sector. In addition to the China trade war, uh, the, the Huawei, which is actually almost a little separate, the, the failure of Uber, the private equity bubble bursting, the antitrust issues, the privacy issues, and um, the bursting of the, of the, of the uh, you know, uh, the kind of the big sell-off in, in the, uh, the coins, the bitcoins and things like that, which is slowing down the bit mining, which is slowing down demand for computers. All of that is sort of working against the tech sector. So I think it's one sector you do want to be a little cautious on, and I think that's something to see. So – uh, anyway, that that's the tech sector. By the way, this is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in, 713-339-1070. Uh, a couple of things. We're seeing more. It lo- looks like this uh, new SECURE Act is getting closer and closer to, to passing. This is this is the bill that's passed the uh, the, the House of Representatives, which is going to uh, – it's a retirement, new retirement bill. They're going to put together uh, programs you can have – you can have – a 401k put together by someone like TD Ameritrade or something that small businesses can just have all their employees in, and it'll be like a big 401k, but small companies can each participate in the programs. And and that's exciting because we're – the 401k has been one of the most successful savings programs out there. You have to be saving at least 10% in it or more. But for small businesses, they just don't have – the costs are too high. It's too hard to put them together, and so companies just – they don't have their employees in them as much. Uh, it's going to have opt-out provision, which means if a new employee comes in, in some cases they'll opt, they'll automatically be signed up. Uh, what one of the, it's not set yet. One of the things the RMD looks like it's going to go from seventy and a half to seventy-two. We don't have any information on how if that's going to affect things this year or not. We'll let you know if that happens. Uh, one of the big things is in order to pay for some of this stuff, the, 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 what they're going to do is they're going to eliminate the stretch IRA, which is for people that inherit an IRA, non-spouses, not the spouse. It, if you're the spouse, you just roll it over to your IRA. But for non-spouses, if you inherit an IRA, they're going to – looks like they might force you to take it out within 10 years over time and to try to generate more income and also I think because some of these things are just getting too big that was the one thing that's not a real big positive as far as we're concerned but but the other parts of it are uh you know they they're, they're running into a problem but some of these program these these things are just getting too big in, in these IRAs if if you look at if, if a person puts money in the in a, in a plan for 30 years and then retires and doesn't take any out or until he's 70 and maybe it's 40 50 years and then someone else inherits it's another 30 40 years you you look you'd be looking at 80 90 years of of tax free growth and that quite wasn't what they had anticipated so this is inherited IRAs we're talking about here but uh it looks like they're going to have some good things as far as 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 letting small businesses do do something uh 
we'll have to just kind of see. Uh, it looks like there might be some more tax breaks in there for people setting up 401k plans. So some exciting stuff. It's called the Secure Act, which basically means uh, setting every community up for Retirement Enhancement Act. And and this is going to be one of the first real big changes to to retirement in a long time. So it passed it passed by some ridiculous number. I think there was like ten people against it in the House, which I didn't believe that was even possible in today's political environment. So the Senate it's probably going to go through the Senate, and it's going to probably fly through committee pretty quickly and get signed by Donald Trump. We'll keep you informed there uh, what's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We want to make sure they don't change anything with the NUAs. We're kind of looking at that. Any other big changes for IRA rollovers? The one change they might make is also they're going to put. They're going to. I think you're going to see more plan 401k plans put annuity programs into their IRAs so they could just annuitize their 401k. They can just annuitize their 401k. For some people, that's good. My my big concern's always been if we get a big inflation, the, the people could could be wiped out on that. So something to think about uh, this week, uh, uh, you know, big weeks in the market, as we talked about, really declined. The market broke down through a lot of different levels uh, pretty much across the board uh, underneath the 200-day moving average, which is some technical. We, we do, we're more value investors in the stock and bond market, but we do watch the technicals at various times, and, and they, they really seem to all be throwing off sell signals uh, quite a bit. We've been hedged for a number of weeks, uh, trying to reduce risk. Uh, a big drop in oil too. I mean, oil dropped around uh, fifty-three in some change. Uh, th- this is a big drop this week uh, on oil. Uh, it, you know, we, I, I think there's going to be a lot of oil coming out of the Permian once the new pipelines are put in. Uh, the, uh, the 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 question is. It, is the slowdown in China and the rest of the world bigger than we think? And maybe that's what this oil is telegraphing that there's a problem with. It's surprising. It's gone from about 64 down to 53 pretty quickly over the last two or three weeks. And, and, and so this is something that that, that 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 bears watching. A lot of the oil stocks haven't made any money this year at all, which uh, kind of shows you uh, people are concerned. Uh, we reduced our exposure earlier in the week. Uh, to some, we just had some big profits in one, and we just decided to take it. Uh, but it, 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 I think it bears watching. Uh, I, I think uh, I think we'll have to see see what's hap- what's going to happen there. But uh, oil prices, it does appear to be bro- breaking down. Whereas at the same time, oil or gold appears to be sort of breaking out. And we want to watch and see if this if if gold can get over fourteen hundred, you could see a breakout, a, a, a multi year breakout, and a very substantial move higher. So we want to watch that. Uh, so uh, that's. Uh, I, I think for oil, to, we just want to watch oil. Is it more oil coming out of the Permian Basin, or is this telegraphing that there's a there's a global supply problem out there? There really appears to be a real genuine slowdown out of China. And, and one of the things we've heard is is President Xi, if the economy is slowing down as much as we believe it is in China, it's not just because of the trade war. Then, because they're losing a lot of business to other countries like Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, more low-cost countries, then it, it might be in President Xi's best interest to ramp up the trade war because as the economy sells off, he can blame it all on Donald Trump and he's simply defending the country. 
kind of in like a war type of thing, and he doesn't get blamed for the slowdown that's happening anyway. And so this is this could be something we're going to see here. So I, I think at, at a minimum we're seeing a lot of commodity prices fall down, and there seems to be a global slowdown. The markets are breaking out, and I think you've really got to be cautious and have some type of defensive plan in place for these markets. I, you know, it. It's it's we live in a very volatile world with a lot of problems, be it China, be it now Mexico, Venezuela, uh, uh, with Iran, it, 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 with with the problems in Europe, with very shaky financial system in Europe. I I think again you want to be in safe. If you want to be in the the treasury market, you want to be in high quality stocks with low debt that pay dividends. The precious metals sector, money markets, higher yielding money markets, short term bonds, those type of things to kind of take advantage of that. And that's what that's what appears to be sort of working. I think you really have to understand that some sectors of this market have been very very highly valued. And uh, things are starting to turn against them. We talked earlier about the tech sector. I think it's one of them. And tech has really led the market. And understand, the S&P 500 is is a market cap-weighted index, which means the bigger the stock is, the bigger portion it is in the index. Well, a lot of these big tech companies like Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, Netflix, th- those super big companies are, are, are have the biggest representation in the S&P 500 and have kind of driven it up. So this is something that we want to watch here closely. I think you really have to have a defensive plan in place. But if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free newsletter, if nothing else. It's completely free. We don't bother you at all. Just go to the website, give us your name and email, and you're on the list. It comes out once, once a... uh, once a month. And if you need some help, if you're concerned about these markets, that's that we manage uh, retirement money at Max Out Savings Advisors, trusts, things like that. We use we have a value investing approach. And so if you'd like some help, you know, come over. Uh, you can go request an appointment. We'll be happy to help you out. It's MaxOutSavings.com, MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Calling out the exit signs. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.